if I ask you, what is it like to be God? My answer to you would be, what's it like to be you? Did that blow your mind and you don't know where we're even going with this? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, um, I was kind of stuck on the, on the three points. Cause you're still trying to figure out the two points. Of the... Oh God, um... we're so deep. <laughs> Maybe too deep. <laughs> Somebody just like got sucked down and they're way deeper than they were ready to be. Right. <laughs> that happens a lot. Papa's popping and locking. Magnum scrutinizing. Papa Max Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 34. Of the Papa Mags Pinecast. Mags, we are up to 229 days since we've been told it'll be a, a few weeks until we can take our NFTs off a of Theta Drop. Uh, it, you know, it just feels like it's just around the corner. It, it feels like it's just around the corner. But and, uh, I heard, I heard the Tigons are going to be are going to be off soon. So, so yeah, <laughs> is I, that wrong? I don't know if you're right. I can't. I'm, it's not in my control. Right? I know so, Baller posted some stuff and he says don't make me look like a liar after he posted some stuff so yeah just, well on the tigons accomplished i mean on the tigons discord they gave a date of january 12th uh sometime after 1 p.m pacific is when staking will start for tigons oh so i saw that and immediately i wrote and i was like oh interesting strategy like you know taking this kind of stance with something that's out of your control <laughs> and people were people kind of ba- bounced back to like oh you know the tigons are in they're in talks with people this and that it's like okay but you know you understand that putting a date on something that is not in your control it's like if, if people don't understand right. that at this point are they ever going to learn right. yeah no i think i think we've highlighted that right <laughs> you like, would think since since we started the count up do, do you have anything else to talk about that with well, today I got an interesting message from our chief correspondent, uh, Swampy, and Shout he tell he tells me there's going to be a delay in it, dude. I mean, I, I don't. I <laughs> uh, color me shocked. I'm not surprised, but why? Why are people putting dates on things that are out of out of their control? You know, right. I have this conversation in real life all the time. My wife will be like, oh, you know, I promise you we can go do this and that. And it's like, well, do you know that when we get there that this is going to be open or that they're going to have this or that this, you know, whatever's going to be available? She's like, no, I, I don't know that. Well, then you can't promise that. You know, you can only promise things that you have complete control over. All right. Here's a life lesson for everybody. Take that. Take that into consideration. Yeah. If you can't control it, don't promise it. Well, you know, we've said it before, and you've definitely said it, but what is it? Under under promise something? In, uh, uh, under promise and over... Over execute? <laughs> no, I don't know. That's like a death row thing. Um, <laughs> but you yeah. know what I'm saying. I and, do know what you're saying, but I, I, I just I can't think. Yeah, of it it's now. it's dangerous. And then and then I, I guess uh, you run the ire of having us to do another count up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Which at I don't this want to do. point, I mean, at this point, we've been waiting 229 days. You know, let just spring the surprise on us. You know, don't come out and tell me a few more weeks. Don't come out and tell me a few more days. 
come out and tell me it's available now. Okay, that's that's right. what I want to hear. Don't give a don't give a date. Just yeah, just drop it on us. That's all. And hey, listen, you know, by right now the the twelfth, we still have a few days. I think it's what like next uh, Wednesday ish. Right. Well, I um, and I I looked at that that uh, Discord thing and I thought it said like around that date, but maybe there no. Was... It said no. It said January twelfth at okay. one. Uh, a little after 1 p.m. Pacific. Specifically um, Pacific. Exactly. So, right. hey, listen, you know, we could still be surprised uh, and, and it be active at that point. I did see another little blurb um, from West One that said these uh, withdrawals were going to be happening uh, collection by collection. So it's not going to just be like turn the light on and like everything can come off. It's going to be right. collection by collection. So. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. We can still be surprised on the 12th at 4 o'clock Eastern. But uh, it's been reported, breaking news, that there's a delay. So we'll see. We'll I, see. I have a source that said the next one, because you know how the Theta Zilla was allowed to go off first, right? Yeah. I, I heard the next one that's going to be allowed to go off is the Katy Perry. Oh, e. too soon. Too e. soon. Ooh. Well, hey, speaking of Katy Perry, um, I saw your boy Baller got a nice little package in the mail this week. He did? Yeah, from you. Oh, well, yeah. He, I mean, he said from us, but yeah. Well, yeah, cool. not from us. From you. You're the man on that. You you got all that together. That was super nice of you. I saw there was quite a few stickers in there. So that part, a part of that was from me. Right. But I, w- I was curious. Well, where was the G-World stuff? I didn't see it in there. Did you send them? It any? was, I mean, I didn't have that cookie, but... The hat was in there. I think okay. there was a shirt. <laughs> there was stickers. I got as much. I yeah. I included some G World swag, and I even told them like that. That hat you can just take that stuff off of it. But yeah, right. Yeah, those were inter- interchangeable. But it did not make the picture. But did you see what? It didn't. You see what uh, wasn't available? But you know, I brought down to Theta Drop that was in the package. Yeah, I, a couple of you. You got rid of your uh, ketchup sizzle i had an extra ketchup sizzle and i had a uh the um yeah the lightly salted the lightly salted yeah yeah just getting rid of that ketchup any way possible (laughs) (laughs) i actually brought some up to my sister's house and left it there for her i was like (laughs) i said i said to her daughter you like ketchup right she said yeah i was like here there you go ketchup popcorn she's like ketchup popcorn (laughs) yeah try it it's great (laughs) Uh, but uh yeah so alf our boy alf also got a nice little uh care package from our boy char man what a guy he is you know he alf wins the giveaway and then char just like hooks him up completely with uh, i saw our stickers in there too yeah he got at least one of our stickers he sent him some pokemon cards and you know just like a bunch of a bunch of stuff from datacon so that was that was really cool char and uh and shout out to alf i know he had been looking to get to move that altered pine that he had gotten and uh congrats to him and congrats to brian macer on uh being part of the altered club yeah and congrats brian, to alf too on the does set. brian need all i mean does brian need congrats right now uh okay. nobody nobody needs it but no but i like brian so yeah brian's I, cool I, yeah brian's cool well, i I'll, I'll chip in with that congratulations even though you know i have a little bit of a beef with brian because Going back to the Thetacon thing, it's like I'm sure that his wife did so much work for this in the background. And did you know that that was happening? No, I didn't. I didn't know. have any idea. No, 
no, she's just doing everything in the background. And here's pretty boy, Brian, you know, taking all the credit. I, I, I just have a feeling if Amy is not involved with future, oh, yeah. then we're, we're fucked. <laughs> There's no question about it. Cause you get to Thetacon and then it's like, who's this, who's this woman like taking care of everything? Yeah. Oh, that's Amy. Oh, Amy. Nice to meet you. Oh, Amy's Brian's wife. Okay. Now it all makes sense. Right, right, right. <laughs> so shout out Amy. Thank mm. you for everything you've done in the background. And uh, now we know how this worked. It, make, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, 100%. Totally. Brian, we love you, though. You're great. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So we had some some other pine news this week. I'm, I'm not sure if you noticed all the cans that have been opened. Yeah, did I? I took part in a couple of them myself. I saw you had two of them, right? Was it? Yep. Two of them this week. I remember one of them was an FU pine that was looked pretty nice. A mummy wrap, right? Right. And then uh, pineapple what, was, what was the other one? Oh, pineapple earring with it. Oh, yep. It was a sailor hat uh, oh, inmate right. a, with yeah, a yellow scowl. Right? Yeah, boxer. Oh, that was, yeah. I mean, that one's really unique, honestly. Like, oh, what yeah. A, what a combination. Yeah. Not, not what I was looking for, but, you know, I'm not going to no, take it out not of what, not what you're looking for, but, I mean, yeah. hey. It's I mean, I, I'm, my standards are really high from what I'm looking for. So. <laughs> How many times have you got what you're looking for? One time? Uh, you, I, yeah, you probably can't count the pig viking, right? Cause like, well, I mean, you knew what that was. I like. knew what was in there because yeah. I was I mean, if that wasn't what you wanted it to be, that's a major disappointment. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the Yoda, I was surprised. So I got... Okay. I, I got a pine goo on can fifty, and then can seventy two. I got uh, pineapple kai. Shout Give out. Give or take. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, just real quick, I just a uh, table that did. Did you speaking of T news? Because he obviously opened up the majority of the rest of them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And did you see? Did you you saw what happened with? Him listening to last week's episode of the Pinecast. <laughs> yeah. Referencing me, a conversation I had with him at ThetaCon 2022, and said that I told him, I go, I think you're the overall can leader because since you've been opening them, they've been going up. And when I open them, the tally doesn't go up on Theta Drop Rarity. And he was like, no, it's, it's just uh, 50 of them. So he heard that and then immediately bought one. And yep. then he was shown Science. 119. And then uh, after he opened it, it was 120. So uh, he is the champ. I think he's over 125 now. Uh, um, it's actually 130. Stop. I'm telling you. I just looked. Yeah, no, he's the can champion. It's on my. It's in my notes here. <laughs> I never stood a chance. There's still time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he had a couple of nice openings this week uh, with a, a beautiful rank 150 T-Fuel pin. You oh, yeah. See many of those. No, that's, I think, what was it, the, was it the 11th T-Fuel pin? I think it was the 11th. Yeah, there's not many. Yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah, like he, since then, he started to kind of collect the rest of the pins that, that he needed to complete the set. For the four-pin challenge. Well, four-pin challenge I've heard of in today for the first time, and now I'm, I'm trying to, to understand what this five-pin challenge is. <laughs> it seems like there's a few people that have that. I think... Chief well, does. He, Chief Nico, responds immediately with it. Yes. And I think Nico Bizarro. Oh, does he too? Yeah. I nice. think he had one too. He might. Someone definitely did. But uh, obviously it's not in the in the metadata. I saw the pig Viking account chimed in. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see that, but yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. 
you know, it, listen, we all have eyes and we can see that there that there's visually five different pins. But when when you're writing the code, like the computer's not going to know. The computer's going to say four. You know, sorry, that's just a custom. Doesn't have a pin in in the metadata. Sorry. After further uh, review, no good. Four yeah. pin challenge. What is it? I told you after I got the pig Viking that my my opinion changed on the matter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You you waffled into the other. Yes. <laughs> but how do you feel on this one? Uh, well, I I don't feel good. Look, I mean, we got a great community. <laughs> So there's this kind of stuff, this nonsense, like, is fun, right? I, I think it's fun to to get into these debates about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's the um, fun of this. Yeah. So I, everyone's welcome to their opinion on this. But 100%. Those, those pins, I think only the SSS and maybe and maybe the, the Krampus or, or whatever have that. Crampine? Crampine have that pin. Even though Crampine's holding it in his hand. What about Dole, right? I think Dole has all the pins, doesn't he? Yeah, the gen- the custom Dole. I don't know. He's got like medals and epaulets all over the place, but he, I don't think he, he doesn't have that one. Okay. Take your word for it. Hey, all I know is that as far as I'm, I'm, I'm aware, there's only two pines that have the, uh, the compass on their shoulder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who is that again? Oh, uh, that would be Pop and Max, I believe. Oh, oh they have that. Uh, they they have that uh, hit. Um, pine yeah. Cat. And I heard yeah, they I were. Heard I heard they were nominated for a Lemmy, which is like uh, the the opposite of excellence in in, in podcasting. Ah, uh, well, I heard that. Uh, I heard that Wes and Rob actually won that Lemmy uh, over ah. them. <laughs> 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 so uh, shout out! Shout out! Big friends of the pine cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had some other pine news this week too. I saw today one of our buddies that we made at ThetaCon, Mister Broccoli Fart, went we made on his hair. Huh? We made him. Or we, we met him. him. Okay. Yeah, I th- we met ahead. him. Sure. Yeah, he went on a tear and uh, snatched up seven pines today. And man, I'm telling you, he got some. Uh, he some of the ones that he grabbed, I was looking at and just like really going back and forth on pulling the trigger but you know good on him man that's that's some that's a nice entry point for seven pines all usd too oh yeah hey when are you when's the last time you bought a pine sheriff <laughs> it's been a little i think uh carry the five what the last one what, what the last one i was i think the last one i opened was i was one that i opened and you got a rock floor and it pissed yeah. me off <laughs> uh, yeah i found out recently you can just buy pines instead of uh yeah yeah my floors. preferred method too i was doing that for a while yeah <laughs> um let's uh i mean i guess it's it's data drop related and uh pine related because one of the cans i bought i think came from this account do you, do you want yeah. to yeah yeah so yeah we had uh what appeared to be uh, a, the first kind of major hack uh, on Theta Drop that we've seen in a while. I mean, I, it's been we've a seen long it before. time. Yeah, we've seen it before, but it's not like it used to be. Like this time last year, this thing it was rampant. You know, people were getting hacked all the time. Like you yep. could just tell. And you know, explain digging it, into this thing, explain to the folks at home. So basically, all of a sudden, you you, you see these three can pine cans purchased for USD. 
and then just immediately listed for 250 to $300 less in T fuel only. So that's a, definitely a bit of a, a, a red flag. Yeah. And then there was this random $1,200 pine. I had the squirt gun, yep. but I don't know like what else really. I mean, Nothing certainly, else really. certainly not a pine that anyone's paying 1200 bucks for. Uh, not with the market the way not it is right now. Right. No way. And then listed immediately for like 600 or something like that. And it ends up selling the next day for $120 in T fuel. Yep. I mean, outrageous. Like no one's, no one's taken a bath like that. And I looked into the account and the credit card deposit came in the, the day before there was $5,000 put in. So it's like, I mean, I really feel like this thing was hacked. You guys get two FA on the account. Because in my opinion, here's what happened. Somehow the account got compromised. The bad actor came in, changed all the contact information, changed the email address, changed the, the phone number, then went in and whitelisted his own T-Fuel account. Now, he's got, now that he's got that set up, he just lays in wait until the whitelist gets in effect. And then once the whitelist was approved, now he slides in the, the 50K T-drop so that he can sell T-Fuel only and then just starts going to town. And I don't know where this $5,000 came from. I have, I have another layer of a, a guess here. I'm, this is just me, complete guess over here. But I'm looking at the guy who sold, whose pine sold for $1,200. Like, hmm. that's just a, you know, that's a random kind of thing. Like, why, is, why was that pine taken for $1,200? So I don't know if there's a relation here. But my guess is that that $5,000 was either this guy's credit card Who's going to do a, a, a chargeback on it uh, against his credit card company to get the money back because it was a fraudulent charge he's going to claim yeah. or some some other way a fraudulent five thousand dollars got onto the account. And then the, the, the bad actor just immediately tried to get T fuel out of it and was capable of sweep of one big sweep of like 80,000 T fuel. Well, got it. He yeah so what the the big one was he he bought T News's fuse for three grand U.S. dollars that's right yeah and then sold that. it for two thousand dollars in T fuel yep so that was liquidation yeah, city exactly and then shortly after that T fuel was sent to a account that was opened three days ago and then from there it was sent to an account that was open the same day and it was the only transaction in it and then from there it was sent to Binance. Probably through, probably through simple swap. So it's right. like, you know, if that's my account and I'm removing the T fuel, why am I going through those extra steps of sending it to the extra accounts before I I do what I'm going to do with it? You know, just everything about it. it seems weird. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know what you're taking this the situation because there was still listed. And yeah, there's still yeah. The, and I won't say the the person who was hacked was lucky, but they had 50 cryo chambers that thank yeah. God can't be yeah. listed right now. Yeah. For fuse wars. For sure. Cause they, you know, they would have been going like hotcakes too for, you know, 20 bucks, 30, and whatever, whatever the, the market. I bet you oh, yeah. that would have just destroyed the market even further. Well, uh, we don't I need mean, any help with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's, I know for a fact at this point, I, I, I reported it to theta drop. Um, and went back and forth with them a little bit on it. So I know at least they're paying attention to it. I, I wish they would have been able to, to flag stop it immediately. The first. Yeah. yeah. I would, you know, it's like, how, how can the community see it? And they can't, you know, I, I would love to have like get on the inside and be like, you know, 
once the contact information changes and it's just like, there's gotta be red flags guys. Like you have to be able to see this thing coming. So, right. Well, and I mean, but, and also to, you know, this isn't, this isn't really their responsibility either though. Right. Who's I mean, it shouldn't be beta drops. I'm going to say yes and no. Okay. Because so like, what are the, what are like the options to, to buy NFTs really like MetaMask? And yeah. just get crypto in there, and then that's whatever happens, happens. Right. Yeah. Or now you have a centralized platform that's that is your account that somebody got into. Yeah. And because they don't make this stuff mandatory, somebody. Yeah, that's somebody true. got in. So they're so we are the we are the customers. We're always the customers with Data Drop and there should be some kind of level of protecting the customers, I think, because I, I don't disagree. And when I, when I put the, email and I'm not putting it all on them. Drop, I'm just saying, no, that, I agree. You know, like get two FA guys, like, come on, protect yourselves here. And the, the sad problem, part is the sad part is like, this is a brand new account. Like you can look and see when the theta drop, like wallet address started. And it was like the middle of December. So this person was oh, probably geez. at, they were probably at ThetaCon, got hyped up. Started to, to dabble, and then this Cause, happens. Because it was just like Jason Page stuff in, in Symbies, right? Like, And there was a couple of uh, a pugs, too. Oh, and but those got listed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those got yeah, those got. I think eventually there. everything got listed other than the, yeah. the fuse Every, words. And I think there's uh, an American Idol, a Philippines-American. <laughs> oh, there is. Yeah, So for a dollar. But, but I guess, like, hey, it's been identified. It's been sent up. How come they just at least, like, Hey, that's not allowed for this account. Can't do anything right now. Like totally yeah. freeze it, and they yeah, have no, hours to do that. I, I would assume one hundred percent centralized. Yeah. So I, I think that I think there was some proactive steps they should have taken to to uh, yeah minimize this 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 issue. There's there's no reason that the community should be able to do a better job of policing this than they can do while they're sitting at the controls. In my opinion. Yep. So, no, agree. I don't know. I don't know if there's any other fix that you can have for it. Well, uh, funny, funny you mention it. <laughs> I, I, I did think of a fix, and uh, I think the <laughs> fix is. You ready for this? I, I don't know if we're ready. You for already, this. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say. I have no idea we, if we're ready for this though. The fix is get rid of, get rid of uh, T fuel only payments. Ooh. Get rid of T one, and I'll, I'll say it again. I know I told you before, and our, we ran long last week, so I cut some of that nonsense out. We were, <laughs> we really were arguing, guys. It's all um, nonsense. Yeah, but like I don't disagree with your stance. I even though the market's in the shitter, I think <laughs> sales are being impacted, and so be, uh, and most of the people that are selling are active, and most of the active people have the T drop, but that's not. Yeah. I don't think that's good for the casual uh, Theta Drop user or like the occasional Theta Drop user or like the new Theta Drop user that if they want to, you know, oh, they can't buy this because they don't have TFO. Now they got to figure that out. Well, we have this web interface platform to buy stuff, but but now only you can't do it unless they list it that way. But anyway, so with this, you know, the like you mentioned, what the individual did was he shipped 50,000 T Drop, which I think is $3. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that. Over to his account, so then he could, you know, list that. So if he didn't have that ability, it would right. happen. And you know, and you know, back in the day, oh yeah, when, when the when the accounts got hacked, yep. they didn't have a it choice. A so, so what oh, yeah. happened was 
they'd lower the price to attract people to buy it and hope somebody paid T fuel. Oh yeah. And when they didn't play T fuel, they paid oh, cash. Yeah. Yep. They they bought they bought stuff back and listed it cheaper. Yeah, you they could kept... feel the discouragement on their end. Right. So <laughs> it they, was fun. It was that part was actually fun to do because you was, knew it was, was fun to watch. Yeah, they got USD to death. Uh, which was hysterical. I mean, and, I don't. I feel bad for the people whose accounts got compromised, but you know, just being, just knowing that the the bad actor on the other end is like, come on, T fuel only, T fuel. Oh man, USD, I can't do anything with this, and they got to start all over. And then now their bounty just keeps dwindling and dwindling every time that they, you know, resell for USD. Yeah, that, and sometimes they would buy back exactly what they sold because a lot of people are yep. buying and listing again for a little bit more. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that's I don't so, know what the right answer is. Yeah, so you're basically it. saying that if there was no T fuel only and this guy got USD, like he can't take the USD off the account. Right, and and if yeah. he lowered those cans for USD, they would have been scooped up. Yeah, instantly. they would have been gone in USD. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, totally annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think we can both agree that I mean I don't agree with removing the T fuel only. I know that. I know that that's something you pushed before, but I think that we can both agree that a good answer to this would be some kind of an easy access to T fuel oh. through through Theta Drop, right? So then, or that even way, some kind of third party thing like associated for that yeah. primary function. I yeah, completely agree with that. Uh, and and two, not just remove the T fuel only, but also you know part of my thing was like because back in the day when you sold and you wanted to buy something. You hope you either got an U.S. dollar or oh yeah, T-field because yeah. there's something you want to get. Yeah, annoying, right? annoying. Right, and so so you would sell some stuff and you get T fuel, and you sell some stuff and you get U.S. dollar, and it's like, fuck, I can't do anything with this. Right, right? I need five hundred dollars, and I have three hundred in cash and, and two fifty in T fuel, and I right. can't do anything. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, being able to accept a, a mixture of cash and U.S. and and T fuel would be great as well. Yeah. That's totally Definitely. different, though. But yeah, but if there was, I mean, I think that solves both the issues like we're fighting about. If there was some other dedicated easy swap yeah. mechanism, yeah. yeah, just make it easy. Make make getting T fuel easy. That's and, the only way that that crypto is going to get big. That's the only way that NFTs are going to get big. Make it easy. Theta Drop has made it easy for NFTs. Make it easy for for T fuel. Well, and two, you know, it's a it's an international market. Uh, on on Theta yeah, Drop. exactly. And yeah. <clears throat> we have international list listeners. We're so we're doing very well in Scandinavia lately. Shout out to the Scandinavian nations. Um, Algeria, we're crushing it this month though too. In Africa, that's another Love shout Algeria. out. Algeria, big fans of the Pinecast. But the thing, yeah, Finland's really been like upticking, and uh, and we've been doing it, which is funny. I'm surprised so many people in Finland are listening to us. You know, when we're not even putting out a finished product. <laughs> When we're still in beta. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> that uh, one didn't work well, the way it's not, but okay. <laughs> hey, so are we moving on? Are you? Are you yeah, yeah. The... So moving I saw on. on Twitter that there was this savage poll. Now, I'm not 100% sure what this savage app is, I'll be honest with you. But I happen to be brought to my attention that there was a poll about like what community is the best and the options were ethereum solana theta and one other one maybe polygon i don't remember and all i think I they're know... already on polygon oh oh yeah oh that's I, I right think that was an that's option right. polygon right yeah polygon um, 
So, yeah, the Thetans showed up massively in that. And, and crushed won it. 75.9% of the vote. Like, that's huge. And the best part of this, might I add, mm-hmm. is that me and you are in a little side group that we got pulled into for, uh, for purposes of... Um, oh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> for network, for call it networking purposes is why I'm in this group. Right. And, uh, you know, these guys are ETH guys. Yeah. And they post like, oh, yeah, I see this poll. Like, we got a lot of big ETH movers, shakers in here and this and that. And, dude, they just got trounced. They got trounced. And they don't even realize that it was us that trounced them, I don't think. Well, they do because, you know. The one guy does, yeah. But not we, not like the the big ETH movers on there. They don't know. They don't pay right. attention. Yeah, so, definitely. I thought that was nice. You know, it seems like the Theta community had a really good week on Twitter this week. Oh, yeah. They, they came out big. It, it wasn't even close. And um, speaking of coming out in numbers, did <laughs> You saw. I don't have to ask you, but you you saw it, I believe. I the, did. Yeah. I, uh, what's I what think was it's her name? Interpret Crypto. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I account? actually saw it through a, a Doc Theta retweet. Is how I saw it, and then I went there and I was like, "Holy moly!" Like everyone's been here. Right. <laughs> so what happened is, and I don't even I did, I checked and I couldn't find the the tweet, or it may have been like a tweet response, or whatever. Oh no, no. Um. And basically, she was like, um, my Theta and T-Fuel bags are down, and I, I'm hearing nothing. And I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And I'm hearing nothing from the, the community. Yeah. And then I – and so what happened was NEC is the one that, like, retweeted yep. it. And so we saw it. She was following nobody that I follow. So, like, I follow, like, Mitch and, you know, and Theta Lat. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we, yeah. follow, we follow everyone. Yeah, and I, especially and I Andrea. Say, yeah. Yeah, and I say I follow all the best people, and she's not following any of them. So, you know, like she's coming in, like talking, like my bags are down. Just I'm gonna call. I'm gonna throw a flag on the on the field right now. <laughs> yeah. If you what got in, <laughs> if you got in during the bull run, your bags are down. I don't care what you bought. Yeah. Are you new here, woman? Right. Right. <laughs> Everybody's so, bags are down. Come in. So then, like, I so it looks like she's got like a, a decent, she's got like a decent Twitter account, uh, follower wise, I guess. And she's okay. got a YouTube channel. I didn't watch it. I think you said you might have checked something out. I bounced down there. There was 11 people watching. Yeah. But, <laughs> 20 minutes in. But, but so, uh, what she said is she was going to do some research. And I'm going right. to look right now. Anyways, she's not following anyone I know still. We'll, we'll just say that. All right, so she's following nobody. So, anyways, she. No wonder she's not seeing anything about the. Theta. But anyways, the, the theta, the pines, the everyone, uh, and not just pines, but you know, theta NFT community and theta yeah. came in there, yeah, and just had. I thought they just had fun, like they really like, and she was super surprised about it, I guess, because she tweeted about it and she wanted to look into it, and I'll just get to the the conclusion where. Uh, get to the juice. Get to the part I don't know. Okay, so she says conclusion, and this is so. This is about you know Theta and T fuel building in the bear market. Check had a huge price dump. Check, well fucking like I said, no shit. Working product. Check, and then this received an X. Decentralized streaming isn't a sector that will be heavily adopted in the near future, my opinion. But this does not mean it can't perform well in a bull market. 
So I don't know what your thoughts on that are. And then she goes on to say, it's not one of my top choices and I'm not accumulating right now, but I see why people are. And I think we'll perform well in the next few years. Dis disclaimer, I invested last bull run. I think that's fine. I think that's fine what she says. But um, so a lot of, I, so I don't know what your opinion is. So I saw a lot of faded people follow her and she didn't follow anyone even after all that. So I don't, like I said, I don't know. I don't need to hold someone's hands and they're coming in yeah. saying my bag, my, my bag. Like if you're coming in and saying your bags are down, you only yeah. care about price movement, buying low and selling high. You don't care about what it, you know, the what community. Yeah. Right. No. And that's fine if you're speculating, but you're speculating on something and you're not even following the people of the community while also complaining about the community. And then when the community shows up and, and like I said, I'm paraphrasing, she, you know, she says not that I won't do well, but she doesn't think, what they're doing, I think, is good enough for for her investment. So that's fine. Yeah, I, no, fine I I would highly suggest that any beta followers that followed her would unfollow her. Like, I don't think that's worthy of a follow. The amount of digging that she did is like, she, maybe she took ten minutes. You know, is, is what it seems. So you know, I, I, that's a hard pass for me on on her, in her opinion. So. But there yeah. was something. There was something else that happened. I was talking to URP earlier, and he mentions I, I don't. I don't know exactly what it was. West got into it or something with her. West two. Okay. Yeah. West two. Exactly. Well, I don't know if West two got into her, but after that long, long exchange where Theta once again the you know the Theta community came out like in force to say like no, like Theta's legit, and uh, she made like one response and it was to West. So then it looked like URP and I, I got sucked up into this because I wasn't paying attention. I just all of a sudden like this, these responses hit my thing and I looked in it or whatever, but, but, uh, URP and, and West two friend of the Pinecast, West Sherwin yeah. basically said like, Hey, you know, you're thinking about this all wrong. You know, wants to give her the benefit of the doubt. He, well, he wanted to get her on the, sh on his show too. And thirsty boy. I don't, I don't know. That's fine. If he wants on the show, I just, I just don't know why like dumping on a community is worthy of being brought to the community's attention. Like we don't need her. I'm, you know, I oh, was great. fine. I was fine. I was fine before I even knew her. Well, I wasn't fine before I, I even knew her, but I'm f the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hadn't, you didn't, hadn't, you didn't go down or up because of her, the interaction with her. Right. And it goes to this other conversation. That seems normal. Into that seems that, very normal. You know, like I'm not, I'm not going to hold your hand and explain it to you if you know, that's fine. And inside yeah. that, not financial advice, I picked up a bunch of Theta uh, last night. So ooh, shout ooh, out ooh. to Cash App for, I mean, I had to use Bitcoin, <laughs> but uh, that instant uh, transfer. Nice. Not a proud sponsor uh, of the of the Pine. Not case. yet, no, but we're in not contact. Yet. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check, false. <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else you want to bring up to the tens? No, <laughs> we're at the 43 minute mark. All right. So, uh, guys, uh, we had a very special guest on this week. Uh, it was actually a creator of a project that I didn't really know too much about. So it was nice to get down to sit down and talk with them. We do know some of the guys that are involved in there. Shout out Jay Sanch, you know, Space Brood, quite a few others. Ace Salty that we met, we got to meet at ThetaCon. These guys were actually the first ones into the room, right? When we were doing our, our live Pinecast. So That's right. That was pretty cool. But we finally got to officially sit down and, and chat with the guru himself, uh, Sebastian from the Mystic Gurus. And we have his interview coming up after these messages. This week's episode is brought to you by Theta Pendants. 
Find the perfect gift for yourself or the NFT lover in your life. Choose from a wide variety of available options or inquire about a custom print. Each pendant is made of stainless steel and is shipped with tracking information. You can find them on Twitter at Pendants Theta. If you have a product you would like to exposure for, then promote it on Pops and Mags Pinecast. This week's episode is brought to you by Sizzle Popcorn, the official popcorn of Pop and Mags Pinecast. Choose from a variety of delicious flavors, including lightly salted, cheddar, salt and vinegar, Mexican chili, maple syrup, and yeah, even ketchup. The perfect snack for any occasion. Use promo code POPPINMAGS at checkout for an additional 10% off. That's POP ampersand MAGS. Hello, seekers. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's way better. So I'll have you know that. Um, well, are we live? We're not live. How's this but we're, recording. About this? we're recording. Wonderful. Yeah. And so we, I'll have we, you know that on this quest to find the microphone, I experienced one of the most terrible things that can happen to a person. Stubbed your toe. You know, you're awfully close. It's scary. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of suspicious now how you would be that close. That kind of makes me wonder. <sighs> I stepped on a Lego. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's one of those one thing Legos with the, with the one, you know? Mm, yeah. Like the little ones. Yep. Yeah, that sucked. Okay. Yeah. It happens, though. Been there. You yeah. got to let go of the past. You got to let go. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like it. Uh you can't well, help guys, Welcome to the show. Yeah. This is actually happening, finally. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> this is wonderful. So, show me around. All right, yeah. So, welcome, Headmaster. We got the uh, we got the Headmaster from the Mystic Gurus Project here today joining us. Truly Sebastian. a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So, so tell us. We, we're doing this kind of in conjunction with an International Guru Day. Ah. When is that and uh, what is that about? So, International Guru Day is January the 14th. It's a holiday celebrated in the city of Montevera, where people, seekers from all, all in Montevera go and sort of give their offerings to the different shrines there. Seekers... Um, go and offer up uh, their their tidings to the gurus and, and great thanks. And so we, we bring it over to our world here. And it's simply, it's a celebration from us. We try to give something of value to the community. And, and it's a day to simply celebrate more than anything symbolically, but also personally, the things and the people that serve that guru role in your life. And, and so that guru role, to put it as simply as I put as I can, it's it's the things that teach you something deeper. So, some of those aha moments you have, you know, when you realize something and it sort of changes the way you look at things. Yeah. The, those guru moments, I call them. So it, it's a day to celebrate the things that do that for you. Very cool. The, was, was, was that January 14th, was that the day of the original guru drop last year? No, no, no. Okay. no. So the original guru drop happened on December 17th, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. I know that because... Give or take. Give or take. Um, I know that because uh, 2021, December 17th, uh, nobody knew who the hell we were. (laughs) Uh, A few people had seen a few TikToks of a guy raving about how he was going to dye his mohawk blue and 
<laughs> and and how <laughs> some weird shock videos if you go on the old TikToks and stuff that we pointed that we painted my face like to look like a some kind of skeleton and stuff and just some weird stuff. Um, but that's about it. Um, you know, we'd hopped on the scene and, and started uh, pestering and harassing all the other projects, asking them to collaborate with us. <laughs> From the get-go, we, we, we came onto the scene on the, on the tail end of COVID. And the, the original creators of the project, Dan and myself, um, we're, we're small business owners. And, and, and for myself, at least, you know, we didn't just survive, we thrived uh, during a, a time where people were locked in, right? by not competing with the surrounding neighboring businesses, but by collaborating with them. And so I, I was a big believer from the get-go that collaboration, that there's always enough to go around and that the collaboration brings about that synergy, that, that brings more, you know, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. And so from the start, we knew that we had to take that kind of an approach when we were going to jump into this, this pool of, of so much that was going on on so many different blockchains. And um, nevertheless, nobody knew who we were. December 17th, we, we did as much as we could. And then on top of that, there was a correction in the market that week. Um, and some people suggested that maybe we change the date. But I was like, nah, let's just do it. I, I seem to do that a lot. <laughs> huh. And then, uh, then I come to find out that Ivory Jones, who everybody knew and everybody loved and still does, uh, was also dropping at that exact same time on that exact same day. So uh, people were going to be you know, going that way. And then also people were saving up for, I won't ask, I won't comment, but people were very excited about um, the Katy Perry upcoming <laughs> drop that nobody knew anything soon. about. Yeah. Uh, well, at that point in time, people were very excited and a bunch of people had just, you know, tried to get in on the pineapples and y- y'all remember all that. that was oh, cool. yeah. 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 And uh, Jay Sanchi, he, he, he got lucky and he got, well, he got lucky and he made some good trades. Yeah. Uh, Dan and I were able to get into some of the originals. Um, I sold mine at the time, you know, not knowing enough, but I got in and that was fun. And um, it, it was a different time, and and we did it, and somehow, lo and behold, nine hours later, we were sold out. Awesome. Um, 555 of the original promo gurus, and, and the rest was history. <laughs> so let, since you brought it up, can you tell us kind of the difference? Like, So if you if we go on Open Theta right now, you got yeah. the, the core set, you right. got the... the the 2021 collection, I'm guessing, is what that's that so is. You're looking, you're looking at the uh, at the website right now. So you uh, got. I the, was on the, there earlier. Yeah. Sure. That you got the promo set, which is the ones I was just talking about. Yeah. The five fifty five. Exactly. Then you got the core set, which is the big one that we dropped uh, last year, <laughs> and then the customs, uh, which are kind of, well, on the website they look like three different sets. The customs are really sprinkled in to the first two sets. So the promo set was the five fifty five. Yeah. And from the get-go, it was meant to be, I don't want to call it a market study because it wasn't that. I mean, we, we dropped them. It was a business move and, and we did. But it was always meant to be to give a taste of what was coming, right? We wanted to to put a whole lot of attributes. We wanted to really explore, uh, you know, what it was that we could do here. We, we had fun with the artwork. We wanted it to not be too serious. We wanted it to kind of be fun and colorful um, and yet have some of that eastern western clash more of a well i re- at this at the risk of repeating the word synergy between the two 
uh, philosophically speaking. And, and we kind of put it all together and put the set together like this. And then, um, I, I was a geek growing up, probably still am. I, I love collecting trading cards, superheroes, all that kind of stuff. And so I, we built that original set with a rarity system that was based more on, on that, on collectible cards, more so than the, than what we had seen in current, like with the rarity attributes and stuff like that. We did it more, less so much like that, more like the, the trading cards, which gotcha. we actually changed for the core set. But yeah, that was the promo set. Like you said, you can see him right there. Then the core set we dropped, I think it was, I want to say it was May of last year. It's either late May, early June. Maybe it was at that late May and early June because we did like a pre-sale and a later sale. And that one, the core set, I'm not mistaken with the numbers. I'm not the numbers guy. It's got somewhere in the ballpark of 6,000 NFTs. 5,100 and some X number uh, of them were dropped on that day in what became Open Theta's first containers because... I think up until that point, they had only been doing containers over on ThetaDrop, and we told right. them we wanted, we wanted to do containers. So we came up with the containers. Simon made it work because he's a freaking genius, <laughs> and he's cool. And we did it. And then the other amount that we didn't do to you know the remaining to meet up to the six thousand, we're using for PCGs, for additional drops that we do in the future, for customs, for all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of. The okay. quick rundown of the two so the, <clears throat> the PCG comes out of that number. Yes, it does, okay. and that was intentional. Gotcha. So the the whole reason we did that is because, well, I'm not going to assume everybody knows. You know, I I was I'll admit I was surprised to find out that there were still people in the Theta NFT community that didn't know who Mr. Grooves were. I found this out at ThetaCon. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah, there was a couple of people that didn't know. There was these brothers, the we call them the Diaz brothers. They didn't know anything about us, and then. <laughs> stopped at our booth and started learning and they looked at the cards and their eyes were wide open the whole time. They were so pumped right there in front of us. They went into the secondary market, started buying gurus that they're like, man, we love this. I wish we'd known about this before. And they started buying everything. They bought one of each type. And then they went to our little breakout session and <laughs> instant fans. We saw like the whole progression that took everybody else like months. We saw it happen to them in like 24 hours. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. Those guys were cool. Wow. I'm going to go on tangents and y'all are going to have to like. No, it's all good. Really <laughs> nice. it's all good. We're, you we're found so the right question show. was, what's my name, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so going back to that, are, is there any differences between the core set and the promo oh, set God. and the PCGs? Like, are, do they serve different purposes or are they all kind okay, of? So, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can I just throw a follow-on question to that yes. real quick and then yes. answer his question, but I'll, I'll forget, is if that's a core set, I think of Magic, is there expansion sets too? Okay, so man, y'all are going deep. So there was so many different ways that um, that we could have done this. Initially, we talked about season one was going to be coming out in January and we were, we were going to do something like 2,000 of them. And then we were going to do a, like a, a quarterly drop. And each drop was going to be themed after something different. And then, to be quite honest, I forget what it was that kind of prompted us not to do it that way. I think, you know what? We were in talks with Theta Drop, actually. We were in talks with Theta Drop. This course set almost came out in Theta Drop. And without getting too far into it, as everybody knows, and you can correct me if I'm mistaken, you know, I, I, I get tunnel vision when i start working so sometimes i miss out on some of the news but i believe they still haven't released some of the nfts or the keys so like it's still a barrier for staking is that correct absolutely correct okay yes. okay the, count, so the, at, the, at the time still on. 
at the time that was the case. And for us, it was a priority to, which kind of brings me back to the, what I lost before when I went off on a tangent, but for us, it was a priority to give staking, to create a, a staking NFT system. I think we might still be the only ones just because of that barrier. Cause I know that some of the other projects are ready to go, but just that hurdle has to be crossed. And that was actually, okay. So, so that is one of the main differences between the core set and the promo set, right? We designed the core set to actually, we designed the staking system to around the promo set because those were out first. We could play with them first and everything like that. And then we did a big update later on to include the core set and to include some stuff that we have planned for down the line, which we can tap on a little bit, touch on a little bit. But some of the differences between the two sets. So the promo set was pretty standard, you know, a whole bunch of different attributes. We, we tried to really go like do a lot. And, and I think we did at the time, it, you know, when we dropped it, I think it had more variety than whatever else was out there. Then I think the pathways came out and they like did a whole lot of stuff. And then when we came out with this, we wanted to really set the bar on everything. So at one point I had something like seven or 800 uh, different attributes and the guys were like, well, that's great, Sebastian, but maybe cut it down and just focus more on the quality. And they were absolutely right. And, and so we brought it down to somewhere in the ballpark of four to 500 different attributes, which was still, you know, raising the bar. And that was the least of it. We also didn't want these NFTs to just have a token ID, which it just didn't sit well with us. We wanted them because of our plans for down the line. We wanted each single guru to have its own identity, right? If it's, we've changed it since then, but if you had looked at the website when it first came out, we had put there as a mission statement that we are out to solve a very real problem, that we're using NFTs as a platform to launch off of for our real mission. And we can talk some about that. In fact, I'd like to talk about that. But yeah, our real mission was to tackle the identity crisis that's plaguing the world and all of its manifestations. And so a lot of what we're doing this year has to do with that. But getting back to this, we wanted each guru to have his own identity. So I scoured through the internet trying to find a name generator because I have a background in writing fiction and stuff like this. And sometimes, you know, we writers, we, we have a lot of characters. We got to come up with some cool names and there's name generators. But man, I could not find one that just fit the bill for what we wanted to do. So we ended up creating a name generator. And I think we've created the most expansive name generator that you can find anywhere, except I have it in an Excel form. It's not available online. <laughs> But um, every single guru has their own name. So they have a token ID, but you can identify every guru by name. They have a name. Not only names, uh, they're generated names. They're hilarious. They, they, uh, they, some of them are just, they're stupid. <laughs> Actually, most of them are stupid. But if you go on to like datadroprarity.com, data, data you can see the names on there. And, and when some people did a lot of these... Um, these openings and unboxings and, and opening of the containers and stuff, uh, they'd streamed it and it was hilarious. Space Brew did that and it was great. So we did that. And then on top of that, we gave each guru his own reputation, which was kind of like a little bit, maybe a long sentence or, or a very short paragraph that kind of told you a little bit about that guru, where he's from, what he's known for, that kind of thing. And then on top of that, we gave each guru a philosophical quote from one of the greats from the Eastern and Western uh, philosophers. So all these things, so it wasn't just the artwork, 
all of these things went into each one of the gurus from the core set. We just wanted to jam pack them with value. We're big on delivering value to our community. We want to do that in everything we do from, from the artwork to the, to everything that comes afterwards and everything that that's kind of our big thing. So with the promo set, you know, we, we couldn't do all the names. We didn't do all that stuff. The core set really has all this stuff jam packed into it. The PCGs, the PCG for those who don't know, stands for personalized custom gurus. So what we did when we launched the course set was we said for every 10 gurus that you mint, we're going to have, we're going to keep them. We're, we put a block on the wallet so they couldn't be traded for a certain amount of time until they all sold out. And once they all sold out a couple days after we, we checked all the wallets and anybody that had minted for every 10 they had minted, they would receive one PCG one personalized custom guru. And the idea is not everybody's an artist, but everybody here is a big fan of the Theta Network and, and, and all that stuff. And everybody's got great ideas. I think we have a great community full of energy and great ideas and all that. So I wanted to give everybody a chance to put their fingerprint on the blockchain. So what we do is I have the list of all the token IDs for the PCGs. There's right around 400 of them. So <laughs> we sold out for sure. And, um, and a lot of people got excited about that. And so it's going to take me a while to go through all of them. <laughs> But we randomized it. Um, we actually are going to be changing the way we, we randomize them after some ideas that were tossed our way, which is going to be believed is going to increase the value of them on the secondary market. But uh, but either way, we they, you randomly get your number called and then I contact you via Discord and we sh you give me your ideas and I customize a guru based on your ideas. And that's where we've seen wow. some of these uh, gurus that have come out. So you get a custom guru, not just done for you, but with your creative input. How long does that process take of actually like, you know, going back and forth and, and coming up with a... You know, it, it's not that long. It's not that long because I've sort of given people a sort of a template to follow. You know, I, I ask people, you know, send me... If you're copying off of something, if you want it, like I did one for Halo for, for the Master Chief. Oh, yeah. I think we call him Mr. <laughs> Mystic Chief or something like that. NEC, he wanted stuff based off of Star Wars. So some yeah. of them, they're pretty oh, simple. Yeah. They just send me a picture and they're like, just gurufy this. Like, do this, but make it look like guru shaped, you know? So I do that kind of stuff. I'm doing what, right now, I think the next one after I finish a couple of things for uh, Club 24. In a day or two, I'm going to hop back into PCGs all January long. So all January, I'm going to be streaming, doing these things and talking to people and stuff. I think one of the first ones I'm doing is Neo from The Matrix. Oh, cool. We got a cool one in that scene where he's standing with his hand out and all the bullets are like floating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be doing that one. So, yeah, we got stuff like that. And, and some of them, they're quicker because they give me a straight up picture and they just say, Gurufy this. Other ones are like, I want this element and this element and this element. And then just do with it what you want. And then every now and then I have one or two people that are like extremely picky and I'll send them a picture and they're like, eh, change this. And so you get a little bit of everything. But my sure. ultimate goal is that you're happy with what you got. And and anybody that I've made these for will tell you that once I get to it, I, I, I won't stop until you're happy. Um, that's again, it goes back to giving you guys value, you know, in, in what your investment is. I think that's that's important. Yeah. So just to, I'm guessing that right now when you go on to open data, the, the ones that are listed for the cheapest, I'm assuming those are the ones that are farther back in line. On the PCGs? Yeah. That might be the case. Let's check it out. I'm actually on there. But um, that's actually what we're going to fix. So I, I'll go ahead and tell you. Somebody suggested, and, and we're tossing it around with the core team, the idea, but somebody suggested that what I should do is either weekly or monthly reshuffle the whole batch. Oh, wow. <clears throat> I'm in, and, I'm in favor of that. 
That's cool, right? <laughs> I I have four hundred two. It's pretty. It's pretty oh, you do. <laughs> And it's pretty close to the bottom, is it? I believe it. I believe it is. I, I lost track after a while. See, I always after a month, it might pop up to the very top when we do that. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so you don't know. You don't know. And that that actually favors a lot of people to get a lot of people excited. Um, the PCGs, I think, were one of the more exciting things that we've done. Yeah, I see it there. When you go to oh no, these are my NFTs. <laughs> I was like, these are cool. <laughs> I'm looking at mine. <laughs> I gotta go to the other one, but um, there's some good. I, I I did something I'm particularly proud of. There's one called Light Breaker. Uh, it's not based off anything. It, a guy told me that he wanted something. Um, he wanted something to do with light, and and I was like, how about this? And what we did is we have this guru that um, shoot, you could probably look it up if you go to Theater Drop Rarity and you look up Light Breaker, one word, you'll see him. And he's basically this guru shell that lights kind of breaking out from the inside of him and, and, and this body just like shatters and then he's just his light body. It looks really cool. Uh, but we've done oh, Yoda, wow. we've done Predator, we've done Mario, Mystic Chief, we've done the Terminator, we've done Dark Maul, we did Len uh, Lennon, John Lennon, and a few other things. Did you do two of the light breakers? <laughs> no. There's a 157. It does say two editions, you're right. So here's what happened. Yeah. We did all these, and then we realized that, see, we actually take a break, and I've, I've told people this earlier, we take a break during the summer, because we're all dads, and we got kids that come home, and they need that, and all that, so we take a break in the summer, we take a small break in Thanksgiving, basically our breaks are based around the school, <laughs> the Makes school sense. breaks and stuff like that, sure. but we wanted um, to get these PCGs out, the ones that I had already done artwork for, but as you guys know, with Datacon coming up, and all the stuff that happened recently, um, Open Theta, their team was pretty busy. And so we, we, we hadn't been able to get around to minting these. So the people had received the artwork, but we hadn't been able to mint them yet. So we got, you know, I got Dan and everybody, and we tried to mint these real fast and while having all this family come over and everything. So we made a mistake. I'll admit it. We made a mistake and we minted all these uh, and we forgot to put all the attributes in the metadata. <laughs> so they're in my wallet and somehow that light breaker got made twice as you just mentioned so what we're going to do is we're actually going to burn these and remint them with the correct uh metadata and then send them out to the people they belong to oh cool but, but yeah you should be able to see light breaker there he's i think he's cool yeah he's definitely he's one of my favorite cool. ones i think but it's, it's also kind of like a, a, a neo move yeah yeah well what about this band guru this thing's freaking me out which one? Oh yeah that guy Whew. He, um, he, so, so there's different clans of aura. And this is a guy that practices some more of the darker arts, basically some of the void aura and, and, and necro aura and stuff like that. And you'll see some of that in the card game, but yeah, he got banned from Montevera and he just kind of lingers in the dark forest doing that. <laughs> Interesting. It's very, very cool. Thank you very much. Well, and a lot of them are too. Just that one just kind of stuck out. What's, what's really cool was, uh, you know, what's funny about that one in particular, he said, just do do something kind of dark and surprise me. So that's what I came up with. Well, and then too, it's, you know, it's like animated and then it goes to like a yin yang. Yeah. Thing. Yep. Huh. So kind of makes you think, huh? I was, yeah. I was curious about your art, you know? Um, All right. I know that some of the motivation for the art was like Eastern, Western kind of synergy, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I'm some, looking at some it, some is the key word. Go yeah, ahead. 
Right. So I'm curious what other motivation you have, because when I'm looking at it, some of these look so cool, but I'll be honest, like some of these are like seem disturbing almost. Yeah. So creepy, right? Them. Yeah. They bother you a little bit, right? A little. Yeah. That, that was incredibly <laughs> intentional. Okay. So you're touching on what I believe to be the core of, of what I set out to do with this. For example, the pineapples have the 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 fu pineapples, right, with the fingers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We have gurus that do that too. Yep. And contrary to what somebody who might not know, it wasn't a ripoff. <laughs> we had a completely different idea for it from way early on, and I was like, "Oh my god, they did that! They're gonna think we did it because of that." Um, that that is an example of it. But I've done a lot of the stuff here from from the artwork in the gurus to the lore of Montevera. Oh, man, are y'all ready to get philosophical here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for it. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes, and, and we'll kind of I'm, – I'm ready to go wherever y'all want to take it. Uh, the idea here is that we, we as people tend to play this game, and we learn it from a very early age. And, and I'm borrowing a little bit from Alan Watts, if, if you know who that is. But we play this game called White Must Win or Good Must Win. Not white like the race, but just the color, you know. Light Must Win. What – you know, have, have your pick. And when we choose that, the other option means the darkness must fail or must lose, or we must push it away. And that's like the very base form of call it judgment, right? We, we naturally learn to judge things. We pick it up from our parents. We pick it up from culture. We pick it up from friends. We even pick it up from our own experience. What some things are good, some things are bad. And we start building from a very young age, from the things we observe and we experience, we start creating our own narrative, right? We, we've all heard the pop, pop psychology and all that stuff about this, but, you know, it, it, it's true. We build a narrative. And, and it's a natural, organic thing. It happens. We can't help it. Everybody does it. But at some point, some people catch on to, that, to the fact that that's what they've done. And for some people who don't catch on to that fact, in fact, for most people, it, a lot of those parts of that narrative start weighing you down, holding you down. When you believe certain things, the questions that you ask about life, the questions that you say to yourself, that inner voice is greatly focused and, and almost directed in a way by your core beliefs, right? So if, you, if you're fat, you might say, man, why, why am I fat? Why can't I get myself to, there you go. Why can't I get myself to work out? If you say a question like that, I, I, I say that for people, you know, my peers, I'm about 40. I'm not, I don't have a six pack anymore. <laughs> that was like 20 years ago. Um, at this age, I might be like, man, why can't I get myself to work out? That question tells a lot about me because it, it, if you dissect it, it, you see, I'm presupposing that I can't get myself to work out. Yep. You're right? setting yourself up for failure. I'm setting myself up for failure. I'm not asking, can I get myself to work out? I'm saying, why can't I get myself to work out? So I limit the possible answers. And if you don't know this, and I'm sure you do, you guys are smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when you hear things, your body, your, your subconscious has a tendency to reject it. When you say it yourself, your subconscious has a tendency to accept that it's truth. 
it, it, I think we saw that in Inception in the movie too. Like anything that's alien, your body has a tendency to reject it. And the same thing happens there. So when you're saying things like that, when you limit your own possible answers and then you come up with some kind of answer, because your brain is like a computer that has to come up with an answer. It'll even come up with a false answer that you're like, well, I don't know the truth. So this must be the answer. You know, why can't I get myself to work out? Well, maybe it's too hard. Maybe it's too hard for me. Why can't I get myself? Well, I'm not 20 anymore, so I don't have the same metabolism. And, and I guess I get more tired. And so that, that's what it is. It's my age. It's my aging body. I ju it's just, I can't blame myself. I just can't do it anymore. I'm, I'm not 20 anymore, right? And then you believe that because you tell yourself that every time that you think I should work out, you go down that little pattern and you further build a narrative. And the more you do that, the more you direct the kinds of questions. So the kind of questions you ask become a sort of a, a tunnel for what you can see because they limit your possible beliefs based on the answers that you give to your own questions. So it's like this vicious circle and you go down, right? So what we're doing with all this scary off-putting artwork and lore and stuff like this is very akin to what a Zen master does with a student who goes and asks him, how do I become enlightened? And the Zen master never, if you know any of the old Zen tales, they, they, they never give you a straightforward answer. How do I become enlightened? Be like the rabbit. You're like, okay, what the fuck's that mean? I can be like yeah. the rabbit. Okay, what is that? And so you take it, you know, you might be like, okay. And he doesn't say, he goes back to meditating. So you walk away for a week and try and figure out what the hell that meant. What, do I jump around? Do I just eat grass? Like what, you know, and you can't figure it out. And you come back the week, next week and you ask him, you know what? So, so what, what does that mean? Be like the rabbit. He goes, be like the toad. And so you go for another week and you can't figure it out. And you come back, you're like, look, man. Do I need to meditate? Do I need to what? He's like, yes, meditate. So you go and you meditate for a while. And he goes, well, I don't think I'm meditating the right way. And what do I do? So, so eventually you might get him to answer your question. But what they used to do, these Zen masters, they would let you walk down whatever path it was that you wanted to walk down. Because the belief is that life, the universe, God, the source, nature itself, if you're completely atheist, you know, and you just believe in science and evolution, you know, just the way you're evolved, whatever, whatever motivating driving factor you have behind you, you are something like a machine that it is at its, at its best performance, at its optimal performance when it is serving others. And so everything, let's use the universe, so I don't have to keep repeating a bunch of things. The universe will always want you to be doing that. And so what it's going to do, it's, it's going to see where you are on your path to being able to serve others. And it's going to send all kinds of tests your way to see if you're ready to move up a little bit to the next level to where you're more capable of serving others. And what kind of test does it do? Well, it'll send you annoying people to piss you off. It'll send you scary thoughts about yourself. It'll send you problems with finances. It'll send you all kinds of things and, and you have your whole life to try and overcome these things or to get stuck and not overcome them. And, and you find that if you have a problem, it keeps repeating and, and you run away from the problem and that somehow you fall into the same problem again and again and again. Life throws at you the same problems over and over until you, until you figure out how to transcend those problems. And then you get new problems. <laughs> but they're better problems, right? <laughs> the idea here is though, that you're working towards getting into a state where at first you're, you're trapped by your limiting beliefs. Then you figure out that you can actually do something about it. You can change those beliefs. You can change yourself. Then you get really good at changing yourself, like really good at changing yourself to the point where you figure out you can actually start affecting your own reality. 
And then when you're really good at that, and you affect enough of the reality, this, this God, this universe, this world, this life, this nature, whatever it is, sees that you're ready for that. And then it starts sending people your way because you can now kind of help others. But it doesn't just send people your way. If you read enough biographies of successful, happy people, you'll find a pattern in there. They reach a point where things start to appear kind of lucky. It's like things really start going their way all the time. <laughs> it's like they picked up momentum. And so what happens is that same energy is, is coming towards you. You're getting, if we, let's use the universe again. If the universe is sending people for you to help, it's also going to send you more abundance. It might, if, if it might send you more energy, it might send you more motivation, more good moods, more all of this stuff, because you're, that's what people say that law of attraction. It's not so much that you're attracting it. I don't think it's not that you're like hoodoo voodoo kind of making magic and making things come your way. I think it just, you become sort of a, a vacuum for it because you're giving so much out that, that, that you then become the vacuum and, and it comes back to you. And so what this, all this negative stuff does is it accelerates your process. It forces you to face things that disturb you sooner and quicker, just like the Zen masters used to do. The Zen masters would tell you, you want to pray, go pray, go pray, go pray, go pray. And then you go and you pray and you realize you, you haven't solved the problem yet. You come back, you're like, you know, I'm praying all the time, but I, it's not fixing you, anything. Yeah, you need to eat and love too, right? You need to eat and love. There you go. <laughs> they would tell you, um, you're like, well, okay, can I go meditate? What, what, what's the point of meditating? He'd be like, well, to lose all, to lo I think it was the Buddha, to lose all desires, right? You just meditate the whole time. And, and so you go try to do that. And you're like, well, I meditated, you know, 20 hours a day for a whole week. And I don't know, man, I'm, I'm still kind of wanting some things. And then, and then later, if you get real good at it and you can just focus on your breathing and you're just, just doing that the whole time, then you realize it hits you. Well, why am I doing this? because I want to be enlightened. So you still have a desire. And you can't get rid of the desire because you're desiring to not desire. It becomes a paradox. And you can't get past that. And that's when it clicks. The meditating isn't the solution. And really what it is is, God, I must be going all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, none of this stuff is a destination. It's the process. You got to be in love with the process of, 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 of doing what you're doing. Um, and, and all these darkness, I call them darkness, all, all these, just, just to generalize, all, all these darkness, these disturbing things that you see here, they're meant to provoke you so as to put you in a state that maybe you weren't before. So, so you can start questioning yourself. Why does this bother me? For example, look at that creepy guy, that band guru. What, one of you pointed it out. What bothers you about that? Or what's disturbing about it? Popper. I said it was well, cool. That one, I actually don't, I don't find <laughs> him under the bus. <laughs> I don't find that one disturbing. I'm talking more, it's more of like some of the attributes for some of the core set. Okay. Um, like? I'd have to go through. Give me give me a pause on that. Yeah. But just like kind of look, I can't remember, you know, some of the eyes. Uh, like the dark sure. eyes, maybe? Um, hold on. Let me let, continue and let me, uh, let me find one. Sure. <laughs> I think that was such a cop out because he, we can go back. In fact, everyone's going to hear what he said when when I mentioned that. <laughs> and he was a little freaked out about it. No, I just please, gave you guys, I just gave you guys a huge stream of consciousness, and I probably went all over the place. But let me um, let me put it this way: I, I talked a lot about Eastern, I mean Western, Eastern stuff. So I'll go Western this time. In the Bible, it talks about um, it talks about the great fall of Adam and Eve. 
and how like before their great fall when they ate from the forbidden fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you know before all that they were running around naked right having a blast loving everything it was paradise it literally was described as like the perfect place and then they eat and i always ask people this what do they eat like an apple well it just says the fruit from the tree of what and then people are like the tree of life i'm like no (laughs) it says the tree of knowledge of good and evil you remember what i told you at the very beginning the game that we're playing good must win right yeah Light light must win. Light must win. White must win. Good must win. Whatever. They ate. So prior to eating from that, they weren't distinguishing anything as good and evil. They were just experiencing life, period. There was no idea of good and evil to them. They were just, they were naked. They were everything. And then after that, after that incident, suddenly it says that they're suddenly ashamed of their naked bodies. Suddenly there's judgment. That's what was introduced. This idea of judgment, of thinking certain things are bad and certain things are good. And this can be a real controversial topic. E- even within my own core team, we go back and forth about, about this a lot. But that's kind of the beauty of it is, is to be able to talk and discuss these things. That's what I was Do saying. You, it's the destination. It's the journey of it. Go ahead. I've mentioned before, a long time ago on, the, on, this, on this podcast, I've been catching up on a lot of Greek mythology stuff. It's just, it's just neat, I think. It is. And I find the... Adam and Eve story similar to Pandora's box story. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Yep. And, but it's like Zeus tried to stack the deck. Like it was going to happen. Right. She was going to open that box. Mm -hmm. He made, he made her the most curious of, of anything ever. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen the way, the way it was set up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you can find these, these, these parallels almost across any ancient uh, creation story. They're, they're in there. It's funny you say that. In, in, if we talk geometry, I think it's geometry. I'm either going to make myself sound really smart or really dumb right now. But um, <laughs> if you have a single point in space, there's no, it's just a point, right? There's no length. There's no width. There's no, you have no idea. If you're just, just, bodiless form checking out a point in space you have no idea how far or close it is because you have no point of reference it's the only point right right if you had a second point you can kind of measure distance it's you know depending on whether or not you have this perception of whether there's depth but you can kind of measure distance a little bit but you can't it's hard to measure motion you can put the points closer together, separate them further apart, but it's still, you have maybe a line between the two things. It's still a two-dimensional item, object, whatever. You need a third point to have a full plane, to have an actual shape, to have something that can actually you can actually do something with, right? A plane or a third dimension, if anything. So to have a, th- a three-dimensional thing. And so, right? <laughs> I'm trying to follow, I'll, okay. but I'm here. Essentially, you need at least three points of reference to have a shape can't have a shape with just two points of reference. With just two points, you have a line, right? Okay. To have an actual object, even if it's two-dimensional, you need three points of reference. You can even add a fourth point of reference and you have a three-dimensional shape. What I'm getting at is, if that's how physical geometry is built and and you want to get away and you're one... Now I'm talking to the people that don't like to talk so much about religion and philosophy and I'm just talking more scientific here. Stuff exists, Right. Something exists. I mean, I'm, we're here talking. I know y'all, even if y'all are imaginations for me, I know I exist, whatever I am, right? Something exists. 
and it, it seems very likely that there's hard objects. I'm, I feel like I'm touching them and stuff like this. So I can see three-dimensional objects around me. If something exists and it's three-dimensional, you can't help but draw a parallel between the the, the trinity of the Judeo-Christian or the Christian, I guess, theology, where you have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I've heard it described as Father is, you know, gives the love and the Son receives and gives back and the love between the two of them is so strong that it becomes a third body of its own and you have the Holy Spirit. There you go. Another way I've, I've heard it described is this entity that we've now called God to be able to exist as a thing couldn't be a single point and it couldn't even be two points. It needed to be three or at least four dimensional. And so in doing that, that's where duality comes from. And here's, here's, if you can wrap your brain around this one, if I ask you, what is it like to be God? My answer to you would be, what's it like to be you? Did that blow your mind and you don't know where we're even going with this? <laughs> I don't know. I I um I was kind of stuck on the on the three points because you're still trying to figure out the two points. <laughs> oh God, um, we're so deep. <laughs> maybe too deep. <laughs> Somebody just like got sucked down and they're way deeper than they were ready to be. Right. <laughs> that happens a lot. Suffice it to say that there that this this the artwork is inspired by very the deepest of the deep philosophical thoughts. We uh, we are philosophy majors. <laughs> So we couldn't uh, help put ah, it in here. Geez. Yeah, that explains maybe led a with that. lot. Yeah, I should have led with that. Definitely should have led with that. That yeah. just makes so much more sense. I think you mentioned actually that the at website Thetacon. says that. I think the website. Let me see. The roadmap says the first school of philosophy in the metaverse. Yeah, there it is. The shrine is the first school of philosophy in the metaverse. Um, so we sort of led with that. I should have led with that here in the interview. But basically, <laughs> <laughs> what we wanted to do was take philosophy and offer a practical approach. Okay, it's great that all these things, you know, geometry and Eastern and Western and all this stuff, that's all great for conversation if you're like high or if you're just in the zone or whatever. But what do you do with it? That's what this year is about. That's what this year is about. 2022 for us was the launching the platform, the making a splash, the, the getting known. You know, we also have backgrounds in marketing. I told you we're small business owners. So we know how to do that. And I, I think humbly but proud also i think we did a decent job of that in 2022 and so this year we want to now start taking it back to what it is we wanted to do from the get-go which was offer people a way to truly dig deep and, and for some people it might be scary but basically redefine your narrative start changing those limiting beliefs that are holding you back whether it's financially whether it's in your relationships whether it's in your fitness and health, whether it's in your mind and spirit, you know, I, I usually look at those four domains. Most people feel that they either are having trouble in one of those or wouldn't mind brushing up, fine tuning one of those, one or more of those. And so we want to offer that, but we want to be able to provide it not only from a philosophical, but from a very practical approach. And the end goal is to help you redefine your narrative, because if you can do that, if you can redefine your narrative, everything else falls into place. We're here to help people fix their identity, the way, meaning the way they're identifying themselves, the, to, to, to be very intentional about the way they identify themselves, therefore being the person they want to be, as opposed to the person they think they're stuck being. 
and that's what we're going to be doing this year. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, cool. Man. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, so let's take it back into a little more lighter subject here. Yeah. Let's talk about this Clan Wars game that you got going. All right. Yeah. What is that about? And I know that you had made mention in like a a little private conversation with me and yeah. Max that there was some kind of an opportunity for us to go head to head. Like, what 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 is Hell this? Yeah. Thing? So you, you've heard of Pokemon, Magic oh, Gathering, yeah. yes. Yu-Gi-Oh. It's that, but for Theta, for Mr. Gurus, basically. But these are these are, phys- are so you, you had physical cards at Theta. Oh yeah, Con. yeah. It's a whole card game. We got we're gonna have somewhere in the ballpark of maybe four hundred plus cards for the first drop. It's gonna be an NFT card game that you can you can purchase. I think th- there's already a project on Open Theta that did a sort of a collectible card game thing. Ours is going to be more along the lines of those games that I described. You'll be able to buy the physical cards. They'll have a code on them. And with that code, you'll be able to redeem the NFT. By having the NFT in your wallet, you log into the app, which we're building. VMUX is helping us with that. And you'll be able to build your deck out of the cards that you own in your wallet and play the game. And so once you play the game, here's where it gets fun. We're going to host, you know, you'll be able to play it for fun. We're going to host tournaments designed to help out other projects, especially newer projects that maybe need a little bit of a exposure. And so we'll do things like, let's say, Pop and Mags, you guys want to drop your own Pop and Mags collection on Open Theta or wherever, right? Say it's Open Theta. And you guys won't need any exposure, but let's say you did. Let's say you guys didn't, you know, people didn't know. You guys wanted to drop and whatever so what we would do is that week or that month we would say all right here's the entry fee for the tournament two nfts from the new drop and so everybody that wants to enter the tournament goes and buys two nfts and they submit that to the wallet for the tournament winner takes the pot so so it helps the project you get an instant mini whale is what we considered whoever wins gets all those those uh, nfts and everybody sort of has fun with it too we've built the game on elements of some of the most popular games that that have really worked but we've really tied it to the lore of of mr gurus so the essentially the game is you have your gurus in a back line and these are gurus that people paid aura our token for to have their the gurus that they own uh be included in the game so we've got something like 75 or 85 of those in there and they're in the back line and they're basically shouting out orders to your little seekers in the front and so they battle each other. You battle your opponent's seekers and you try to knock out their gurus. That's one way to win, knock out all their gurus. The other way to win is to build a shrine first. And there's cards that let you do that. And so you're essentially trying to reach one of the win conditions before the other person does. And we've got cards that do all kinds of combinations. And, and we've had some fun, man. We've had some <laughs> some laughs playing this game. It's already playable. We have it on Tabletop Simulator. Um, we're constantly doing updates. We're in that play testing phase. We're changing things and fixing things and really fine tuning. And so what we're going to do, since you brought it up, is once we have, and we've only got one major update left before we reach final form. Once we have that ready, we're going to have you guys. And I'll go ahead and throw it out there. We have some other A-listers from the whole Theta community. Um, oh, there's A-listers and then there's us. Yeah. Nice. You guys are like the, the diamond <laughs> listers. <laughs> wow. That's why I said we have other A-listers that you guys are the A-listers. You guys are some of the first. But uh, some of the ones that that, um, that people know about, uh, the power couple from ThetaCon. You know who I'm talking about? Power couple from ThetaCon. Rhymes with crying Kracer. Oh, and oh sure. And, and it's yeah, Krif. Yeah. yeah. 
Amy. Yeah, Absolutely. so we're going to have them play against each other. And they oh, were already, nice. Yeah, they were already talking smack. <laughs> nice. So we'll have you guys play each other. And then we've got some other surprise, uh, very well-known people it, in the community who are going to be playing. Uh, we may not have them play each other. We might actually have community members uh, randomly face off some of these A-listers. Uh, and we're going to do all this as part of our launch campaign when we have the card game ready. So I think we had talked about doing it in early January, but uh, after after making some last minute decisions about focusing January on the PCGs again and everything, and also we thought it would be, make more sense to do this with the campaign launch. Clan Wars, it's fun. Like I said, you're, you're battling. We use elements from different things. There's cards that are similar to to instance where you can play them during either player's turn. There's cards that are similar to in Yu-Gi-Oh! In the old Yu-Gi-Oh! You have these trap cards. When your friend, when your opponent does something, your friend, you know, it activates cards that they mm -hmm. weren't expecting and it can just change the dynamic of the game right then and there. And, and there's a lot of surprising stuff. So initially the game was meant to be like 15, 20 minute rounds. And so we were playing best of three. And it seems now that almost every single game goes at least for 20 minutes or so. Um, so we, we're changing that. It's going to be, you know, best of one <laughs> but they're fun and it, it, it really if i had to describe the way the game plays you feel like you're playing almost like you're playing chess like you're moving pieces and and, and each piece that you move has to be offensive and defensive at the same time because they're shifting cards too you can move cards around and it changes the dynamic of the am i wrong in understanding and obviously I haven't, like I've seen the cards, I don't know how the gameplay or mechanics work, whatever, uh -huh. but from what you kind of described, it kind of sounds like, and, and please correct me, it kind of sounds like, like you mentioned, there's different win conditions, but you got to figure out how much you're going to allocate to doing something versus something else yeah. or not doing something as much. And so the other team also, not only do they have to do that, then how are they going to try to combat yep. doing that? And so what so, we've done is we actually have 15 different decks, each with their own play style, but we're only dropping the first four, which are based around the four win conditions. So people can learn the game first, and then later in future drops, we'll drop the additional decks to add a little bit of spice to the whole thing, right? Okay. Um, and the first four win conditions are building a shrine, which the Sun Clan specializes in that, knocking out gurus in the back, which if you knock out all of your opponent's gurus, they automatically lose. The uh, the Dynama clan, everybody's, or a lot of people are familiar with Bruce Lee Guru. He was, he's in the video game and all that stuff. Um, so he's the he's the leader of that clan. And they're just really good at battling. So they'll, they'll win most fights and knock out gurus. Then you have milling, which I hate. But ah. People seem to love that. So I figured even though I hate uh. it, I had to include it in the deck. So the wind clan specializes in milling and there's a, there's a lock that you can get your opponent in. And if you do it pretty much win at that point, pretty much because I actually got it on, I think it was space brood or lemon bomb or one of them. And they pulled out this janky move and just messed me up. And then I lost, <laughs> gotcha. but and it can be like that. And then the other one, Oh, what is the other one? Oh, earth clan. Earth clan specializes in accruing aura. If you accrue 50 aura, you automatically win. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be other ones. Like there's a necro clan, which, uh, they accumulate regular aura and necro aura. Necro aura lets them play cards from anybody's dead pile. Okay. So that will add a little bit of spice to the thing. Interesting. Um, I mean, there's, like I said, there's 15 different clans. And then cool. I've got hybrid clans coming later. 
I've already got them written down and how they're going to work and everything. So we we got we got plenty of stuff to to create for that. But we're going to start off with these four initial clans to let people learn the game. And what we're going to do is the structure decks are going to be launched first, which will include a limited number of packs. I mean, of cards in in a structure pack or in a structure deck, and you can combine. I think the way we have it set up is well, you you have to have a minimum of sixty cards, and and you build the deck however you want, right? And so we'll have the structure packs. And then we'll have the booster packs and the booster packs will have we like to say more powerful, card. but essentially you have your lore cards and you have your tool cards. And those are the cards that really make each deck different from every other deck. And, and it's how you personalize your deck, what you want to use. So it's a combination of picking your different structure decks and picking up a few booster packs and putting your deck together like that. And where and how is this going to be played? So, you'll buy the physical card the way we have it planned right now. And it's looking like what we're going to do is we're actually going to publish it like real physical cards with real booster boxes and packs and all that. No you'll buy, yeah. You'll buy them right off the website and then the cards will have a code on them. Kind of like Simon did. So Simon, you know how he did that thing at ThetaCon where you guys could scan a code yep. and it would give you. Yeah. That was a result of, of us talking, me telling him, hey, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, let me figure it out. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do that because blah, blah, blah. And it was, I was like, man, how are we going to do this? Because Simon says it can't be done. And the next thing I know, two weeks later, he got it figured out. Because like I said before, Simon's a genius. He will not tell you that he is, but he is. Either way, he got it figured out. So the cards will have a code somewhere on them. And you'll be able to redeem the the code. So you can play with people at home with the physical cards. Oh, cool. But then you can also play them on the app that we're developing with uh, VMUX. So how many cards are there in a in a clan? So it's it's how you build the deck. And I have a funny story about that. I said minimum 60 cards, right, to play the game. If When you guys go on there, I kind of have a setup to where you can pick your clan and kind of has a lot of cards already in there to save time. But um. I was playing, what did I do? No, I was refing the other day. It was Potplucker against Space Brood. I think it was those two guys, or it might have been Lemon Bomber. But it was definitely Space Brood. And he did something that I was not expecting. So in the game, you have your gurus, you have your seekers, you have something called lore cards, which are kind of like those surprise cards, like they get triggered by things that happen in the game, and you can play them then. And the way you play the lore cards is you put them in a, a zone called the locked and loaded zone. So you play them there, once you pay, you either pay for them with aura or you trigger them off of something that happens in the game. Those are two different ways to lock and load that card. Once it's locked and loaded, you can use it whenever. Your turn, their turn, any phase, whatever. They get locked and loaded. The other cards, the ones that shift around, are called tool cards. A lot of this game is based on dice rolling. And initially, while that was fun and exciting, it left a lot of the game up to luck. And again, while fun and exciting... People like strategy. They like to be able to strategize. And, and that's what's, what makes these games fun. And we felt like it was, it, it was hurting the game to make it too luck-based. And I knew something was missing. And then I came up with this idea of these tool cards, which essentially, it's a card that you can place in any of the spots. So you have five spots for your seekers and then five spots for your gurus. You can play a tool card in any one of these spots. And the tool card, what it does is it has arrows pointing in all four diagonal directions and in all four cardinal directions. So you've got eight arrows pointing. And the arrows basically point at other gurus, at other seekers, at other things. And they give boosts, and they give penalties to different cards, to different roles, essentially. So you can play a card and affect the roll of the dice, limit what it can do. But that same card, that same tool card, during one of your phases, there's a specific phase you can do this, and you can shift its position. 
and therefore change what it's pointing at. Or I'm about to add some cards where you can you can change your opponent's card without them <laughs> messing up their entire strategy. You can even rotate it. And if you rotate it, you mess up all the all the arrows and they might have set something up to lock you up and then you mess them up completely by shifting the position of their card. So it gets real interesting. It's a real <laughs> back and forth kind of game. Um, I think you guys are going to have fun when we learn it and when, when we play it. Uh, and so you have these four cards, right? Well... Space Brood <laughs> did something I never expected. The way the game is set up is you pick your clan and then you pick a certain number of lore cards and a certain number of uh, tool cards. Randomly, you collect them and you put them in your deck. And I usually tell you, get this many so you can have a total of 60 cards in your deck. Well, he went and put the whole collection of lore cards and the whole collection of tool cards and just stacked it all on his deck and shuffled the whole thing. And I was like, you realize you're never going to draw seekers and gurus because you just added like a hundred plus cards to your deck you're just going to draw lower and you can't do anything if you don't have seekers to attack well it turned out he was using another um feature of the game at the end of every turn so you know in most of these card games you at the beginning of your turn you draw one card right you add it to your hand okay in this game you draw up to seven you draw until you have seven cards in your hand we have a lot of rules that are designed to speed up the game so that's one of the things you no matter how many cards you have in your hand you draw until you have seven. So you always have, you never have the excuse of saying, I didn't have enough cards, I didn't have the right cards, etc. At the end of your turn, you have the option to burn cards. And you burn cards for two purposes. One, because every card you burn, which means you send it directly from your hand to the dead pile, for every card you burn, you get to accumulate one aura, which gives you resources. It's kind of like mana in magic. You mm-hmm. get to accumulate one aura in your little aura pool. The other thing is, if you burn one, that means you get to draw one extra card next turn, right? At the beginning of your next turn. So he was banking on that strategy. He said, it's fine. I'm just going to burn tons of cards and get a whole bunch of aura and just draw a lot. And I'm not going to worry about running out of cards because I've got like almost 200 cards in my deck. It never occurred to me to do that. And it was such an interesting thing to be the creator of the game and seeing other people come up with strategies I never thought of. And, and I think that's going to be a really fun element. And what's going to be more fun is right now, they're playing with the decks as I've designed them right? For playtesting. Once we launch this game and people start building their own decks card by card, then you're really going to start to see what what the game's capable of. So I'm excited. I don't think anybody else uh, has put out a card game like this um, in our little (laughs) ecosystem. Um, Once the card game is well established, I'll say it right now, I'm going to want to do collaborations and maybe do a a pineapple drop, you know, a mystic mushroom drop, uh, I don't know, imaginary friends, like do a, a little booster set based on their stuff and, and just cool. kind of, I think it would be fun. I don't know if they'll be all open for it or not, but I'm always up for trying things like that. I think the community gets a kick out of stuff like that. Or maybe I'll do one where just different creators, you know, all pitch in. But uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where we're at and, and where we're heading in the near future with that card game. So back to my basic questions here. <laughs> when when, uh, when you buy a pack of cards, how many cards do you get? That's another question. That's another question that we're asking. So what we're thinking oh, is okay. um, the structure, the structure packs, which are the basic ones that you need to play. They'll come with your clan leader, and I want to say four other. So you'll get a total of five gurus, and then you'll probably get something like ten seekers. So you get fifteen cards right there, um, and that's probably what you're getting in your, in your structure deck. You get 15 cards in a structure. So you can get two of those, put them together and have 30 if you want to. 
and then eliminate the ones you don't want to use, right? And then, and and then the booster packs, on the other hand, will probably have something like eight cards. Some structured number of a certain number of lore cards, a certain number of tool cards. And then we may throw in some more powerful gurus that are not included in the structure. So if you want to get like, you know, really step up your game, you get more of these booster packs. Uh, but there's less cards in those. We, gotcha. we haven't defined the exact number yet, but that's probably in the right ballpark. So when you're buying like the Bruce Lee clan one, like you get mm -hmm. the you get the Bruce Lee leader, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then then the rest of it is kind of randomized. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The structured the ones same. will never be randomized. You know exactly okay. what you're getting with the structured ones. The randomized okay. ones are the booster packs. Those you don't know what you're going to be getting in. So gotcha. it's like a precon and exactly booster that's exactly right. what it is. We're Which, we're building it off of proven proven strategies. We're not going to remake the wheel when it comes to so, that. So, Popper. So basically, a a pre con a pre constructed deck is okay. If you buy the the Bruce Lee deck, everybody gets the same. And everyone gets the everybody same stuff gets in there. the same stuff. Oh, now okay. you can change stuff from the. But when you get the booster packs, right? You don't have to you use can everything, but when you buy that pack, exactly. you get the same thing. Okay, exactly, yep. exactly. And so you start building, and that's what I was saying is you start really getting those personalized. Your deck, your your Bruce Lee deck might be different than his, right? After after I take some out and put some other things, yeah, in. and see what works for you and how you want to take on, okay. you know, the the stuff. Some people might combine clans. You know, they might do a, a Bruce Lee deck and a Jimena deck. You know, and, and gotcha. do like a Earth Thunder. deck deck or something like that you know? okay. it's gonna that get interesting sense. when people do that yeah and again value right so you're buying a container and it's gonna have multiple cards in there the other thing is the price how we're gonna price it is a big thing so when we dropped the core set it was supposed to drop for a higher price than it did but once again <laughs> there was a dip in the market right when we were supposed to drop it and um, it was recommended that we change the week uh, that we were gonna drop but we did not what we did instead was we made this motivational video about how we have to come together as creators and we have to provide hope for for our community and show them that, you know, w we get to dictate our future. We get, I mean, think if you get a community excited and, and give them a reason to be excited, not just hype, but like actual facts and, and reason to feel certain, you know, and, and by pumping a lot of value now and showing how that value is going to pay off later then they're gonna they're gonna invest and they're gonna be happy about their investment that's the best part you you don't want to just have somebody feeling like you tricked them into buying something because then you're never going to sell the next time around so that that's what we try to do and we did that and that's why we did the pcgs right going back to that um you know mint 10 and you get a custom one that you design kind of thing and though, oh, and so this takes me back to your original question about the PCGs. The reason they came out of the 6,000 was because we built a contract that would allow the core set to be staked. But we, it gets very complicated when you create a new set later and then change the whole contract to include a new set. You start adding too many elements to the machine and it becomes a, a chaotic thing. And, and it's like, what was it old? That old saying about like, you know, a gun that has too many parts breaks easier, something like that. You just, you want to keep it simple. So what we did too is- Too many we, cooks in the kitchen, kitchen or something? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Too many sure. moving parts basically uh, creates more problems. So what we did is we just created one, one set of 6,000 of them, but we only used 
roughly 5,000 in the beginning, intentionally leaving some 400, which is what we estimated um, for PCGs and then 600 for whatever else we decided to do later. Uh, so we have some, you know, some space to play with later. And I think a lot of the projects do that. So we did that. Basically, we, we made them come out of that set so they could also be staked. Okay. It was just, and Open Theta is a little, it's a little different than it is. a lot of places. So, so me, the, the way stuff looks is like when somebody has something else, it's like something completely separate. So when I knew that PCGs were involved, so I bought 10 on the, uh, nice. like that, that I don't know if you call it a soft drop or the like pre-drop. Yeah, that pre-drop. Um, yeah. The oh, pre-drop. you got them. You got it at the at the lower price too. I did, and here's well, here's the thing. So I had, um, so I, I bought ten. Kind of cool. How I liked how the packs, were, the the bot, the you like that? The, I liked how that worked. Yeah. So anyway, so I I got them cheaper. I didn't have the uh, the discount thing, but it was cheaper the the first go around. Yeah. And then, yeah. I sold, I wound up selling once we were allowed to sell. Mm-hmm. I sold five of my 10 for double what my 10 cost. Yep. So I still got five and I have my PCG and I made my, I made my T feel back. Yeah. I've Easy. heard a lot so, of good things about people. They've done well. I mean, the gurus have done well. People have 10 X many times. We've had, oh, we haven't even talked about this. We've had property sales. Y'all knew about oh. that? Yeah, I, I've seen the stuff. Yeah. I yeah, go ahead. Robert. Well, I was going to bring that up because I mean, it seems like this these uh, clan wars is almost like it's almost like two separate projects that you have going on. Now. <laughs> does the clan wars relate to Montevera at all? Or of course it does. So clan okay. wars is the most popular uh, game in Montevera. the The Monteverans love playing clan wars, and so we're bringing it through one of the portals into our world, right? And and adapting it for this world, but. At the core of all this stuff is Montevera, uh, the city in in the continent of yonder, which you can vi- you go to our website, you can go to the Atlas, and you can kind of explore around there. Montevera is our version, and I should really say the world of yonder, but right now we're really building out Montevera. Montevera is our version of a metaverse, except it's not it's not like the pineapples one, or it's not like a, it's not a three D virtual go inside and 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 do everything like that. This is more of a throwback to 1990s Heroes of Might and Magic. You remember those those games? Um, that one I don't. It, it, it's 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 think of like an isometric. You got the map, and and you can click here, and and you can move around the map and discover things because there's a lot of detail in these maps. Funny little stuff. And what we're actually going to do with the maps is there's properties that people can own. There's also businesses that people can own. And we're going to build an entire economy using Aura, our TNT20 token, in the city of Montevera. And we are going to build additional blockchain contracts for things like farm owners uh, that will produce natural resources, which they can then sell to businesses to do whatever it is they're going to do in Montevera. And the gurus, the, the, the ones that people own, that they're staking, they'll need to be paying attention to what's going on in Montevera because if there's a natural disaster, and the shrines shut down, people are not going to be able to stake and they're not going to be able to accrue their token if their gurus are homeless. <laughs> but if they have a home, they can hide in the cover of their roofs and they'll be able to continue meditating and staking. And so this starts, the way it, it kind of plays like this, just the basic the basic uh, gameplay, for lack of a better word, is pay attention to what's happening in the city, 
because it might affect the way you can or can't stake. We're bringing in other creators who are going to be making Montevera exclusive NFTs. We have, I've already made it public. We're going to do the world wrestling or the, not the world, the Montevera wrestling federation, where we've brought some uh, different creators. We're going to be doing things uh, and we're doing an animated, if you remember celebrity Deathmatch. Oh yeah. So we're doing something kind, right? kind of like that, but more in the artistic style of South park. And it's going to be with NFTs from different theta creators. And that'll be taking place in the, in the dojo over there owned by Bruce Lee guru. And so you're going to be able to click on the map and see videos. It'll, you can buy properties for businesses. We, we actually have a guy who bought a property for his real life business in Canada. And he actually re is going to be renaming one of his businesses after the business that he has in Montevera. <laughs> and when you click on it in Montevera, we're going to throw in some of that crazy, weird Lovecraftian humor in it, but it'll have links. You can put videos. You can use this as a platform to market to our theta community. If you got creators who maybe want to get a little more uh, exposure, they can buy property here and, you know, people are checking out the city because it affects their staking. And so they're, they're going to see, oh, there's a new creator. It gets you a little more exposure than you wouldn't have had otherwise. We're going to gamify a lot of it. Uh, we're going to build games into the arcades that we have around here. So you'll be able to play video games, possibly, uh, what, what do they call it? Play to earn, stuff like that. Yep. And honestly... We, we keep learning about new things that we can do with this map and how to make it more interactive. And so it's becoming a, a very fun place to go and see what's new on the map and, and stuff like that. So you, you guys could have, um, Oh, so that's where I tie in the podcast that I do. Cause my podcast is very different from this. Mine is a little more of a community news telling you the things that are happening in Montevera. And so people will be able to tune into that and find out that something happened that's going to affect the staking uh, there's a little weird humor, funny stuff, a little bit of everything. And so we're tying all these different things together. You mentioned, you know, this feels like two different projects. It is, but I kind of look at them as sub projects that they all sort of have this thread that ties them all together. So it's a little bit of everything for everyone. And some people like to get involved in all of it, right? One of our properties sold for 25,000 T fuel. And there's a funny reason for why it sold for that. Uh, one of the properties on the, one of the properties on the city is a brothel. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Le Old Brothel. So people fought over the two houses that were next to that. And one of them ended up winning the bid for 25,000 and I think he'll be he'll be he'll probably pat himself on the shoulder. It was Blaze. <laughs> of course. Of course. I think he bought both properties actually. No, no, no. The other one was uh, with jetpacks, the the one that had the the, the broken light guru that i was talking about earlier he bought the other one but yeah yeah he bought that one so that one's there um <laughs> we've got uh oh man we've got all kinds of stuff it's just fun when you start when, when we start getting to, into more of this stuff and we're going to be building custom blockchain contracts for for the different things here it's going to get wild well sounds like you got your hands full man i yeah, don't know yeah we do like i said <laughs> we were just trying to jam pack value into into the investment that people already bought with these gurus. We don't want it to be like you bought it and then that was it. And it's just in your wallet to go look at. We want you to be able to use it, do something with it. Well, that's um, cool. I'm definitely looking forward to, especially the card game, uh, seeing how we're yeah. seeing where that goes. But, you know, this whole thing, it's great to see, you know, another project building in Theta and getting the, the community involved. So, yeah. It's, it's all about that. <laughs> 
2023, we're calling it the year of abundance for Mystic Grooves. We're going to be doing, um, whether or not you own a Mystic Groove, you head over to our Discord. We're opening a channel. We're about to clean it up. We have a lot of channels in there, so we're going to minimize that. But we're going to open up a channel called Winter Beast. And the idea is we hear a lot of this, uh, this FUD. I'm a big anti-FUD guy. Um, there's a lot of it. And we hear a lot of this winter economy and scary stuff, right? So we're actually promoting that. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Because when everybody else is afraid and they curl up into their houses and they hide, it means there's less competition for me. And, <clears throat> and, and that's when I can thrive even, even better. And there's certain kinds of magic that you can only tap into in the ice. And it's, it's where things grow. And there's certain, uh, there's certain organisms that only grow in, in certain places where other things don't grow. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. Uh-huh. So we call, this, we call this going into mushroom mode. So when you go into mushroom mode, you become the winter beast. And those are our two hashtags, is mushroom mode and winter beast. And we're going to be doing, I was talking earlier about giving practical things. So all year long, we're going to be providing challenges for people to do things that will force them, like I said, to tap into a deeper, harder part of themselves. They're transformational challenges that, that really make you, if, for, if you take the challenge and you take it seriously, they're going to force you to grow and you're going to end up feeling a lot better about yourself and possibly discovering things about yourself that you'd been hoping to find for many, many years. And this is all leading up to something else that we're going to be doing later on down the line. Uh, so again, I invite people to join our Winter Beast movement for this year. Don't have to own a guru to do it. Just head over to our Discord and, and join. It's going to be fun. Very cool. And we can find the Discord information on your Twitter. Yeah, and oftentimes uh, I get tweets that the link doesn't work, so I'm stupid. Just, <laughs> just send me a DM or have somebody reach out to me and tell me, and I'll I'll update it. But I think it should be working right now. Cool. Yeah. All right, All right guys, great. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was great having you. It was it was great to meet you at uh, in Fort Lauderdale. I think yeah, that was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> And certainly, I'm already looking forward to the next one. Uh, Wonderful. That's for sure. It was a lot of fun. Guys, blessings to you guys, and um, Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, man, and uh, have a great International Guru Day coming up. Thank you very uh, much. Thank you very much. This coming Saturday, right? Is Uh, that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. There you go. (laughs) All right, man. Gentlemen, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Y'all take care. We'll talk soon. Definitely. have been listening to the Pops and Mags Pinecast. Music provided by Sushi Cat. Like what you hear? Send that cat a treat at feedthecat.theta. Pops and Mags is a scumbag hat production in association with Kyle's Hot Tubs.